From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thai Cats Today here on the Thai Cats Audio Network for this Monday, July the 31st, 2023. Crazy to think we are nearing the end of July already. It feels like just yesterday we were starting training camp, but here we are. The season is nearing that halfway point. The Ticats were in action Friday night against the Ottawa Red Blacks, looking to secure another victory over a team that they've had so much success against in the past. The Ticats got the win against the Red Blacks earlier in the season, but it was nearly spoiled by rookie quarterback Dustin Crum on a late-game march, but of course was stopped just shy of getting a touchdown by Chris Edwards with a big hit late in that game. The Ticats were hoping that Dustin Crum's comeback magic would end in Ottawa Friday night, and that it did as the Ticats secured the 16-12 victory. But there were some negatives that came from this game, and the biggest being Bo Levi-Mitchell being carried off the field following the game with a fracture in his lower leg. So he has been placed on the six-game injured list. Just such tough news for a guy who's been working so hard to come back to this team, so hard to come back to this lineup. And then the last play of the game, it all gets spoiled, and he gets that injury. So we're wishing him a safe and speedy recovery. And I know there's a good chance you'll still see him later on in the season. Super tough news for Ticats fans, but like I said, wishing him a safe recovery. On today's episode, I'm going to recap a little bit of the highlights from the game Friday night. And on tomorrow's show, we will have Coach Sal. He will be joining me to recap the game and let me know what he saw from the Cats on Friday night. Now, there was that big weather delay that really pushed this game back, and I had some family and friends at the game, and it was coming down very hard, and Ottawa was just hit with a huge storm right as the game started. So right off the bat, everything's wet. Everyone has to go into the locker room, take a little bit of a break, and it's just a weird way to start a game, but the Ticats didn't really seem too phased by it. They came back out after the weather delay, and they looked hot as ever, and of course, Duke Williams got his first touchdown as a Hamilton Tiger Cat. Tiger Cats have not scored a touchdown in the first quarter. They've got a first and goal from the Ottawa Five. They trail the game 3-0, trying to take the lead. And their first touchdown in the first quarter this season. Foley by Mitchell throws. It's caught. It's a touchdown. Duke Williams and the Tiger Cats get their first first quarter touchdown of the season and that gives them the lead that was rj broadhead with the call duke williams getting the ticats first touchdown of the season in the first quarter and he catches that beautiful pass from bo levi mitchell giving them the early lead in this one duke was fired up to get that first one in with his new team and if you ask me it's probably the first of many the game would be a defensive battle pretty much all game long with interceptions and sacks all round on both sides. And Kenneth George Jr. got his first CFL interception on a beautiful grab in the second quarter. Dustin Crum, second and 10 from the 53. He's throwing deep. You don't see this off, but throwing deep, and it's intercepted. Kenneth George Jr., his first CFL interception. And he's tackled by the running back at the Tiger Cats 35. But George Jr., he said it to me that he would get multiple interceptions this year. <laughs> He's got one. 
Kenneth George Jr. was ready for that one, making the excellent grab, and the Ticats went into half up 12-6. to The second half now in the Ticats, well, they wasted little time striking first, and who else but backup quarterback Kai Loxley? That's right, Kai Loxley. The man is a super athlete. What can he not do? He has an incredible 75-yard touchdown to put the Cats up even bigger. Kai Loxley catches wow. another pass. Wow. He might be gone. He's at the 50, the 45, the 40. Kai Loxley open field. He's down to the 25, the 20, the 15, the 10. One man to beat. And he <laughs> bobbled the ball. He gets into the end zone. Touchdown, Tiger Cats. Kai Loxley. Loxley with the 75-yard receiving touchdown. And man, can this guy run. He hit his stride right off the bat off a beautiful bubble screen. That worked to perfection. A brilliant play call, a great throw, and an even better run to put the Ticats up big in the third quarter. The rest of the way seemed to be a defensive battle, just a back-and-forth matchup of interceptions, sacks, a defensive super battle, if you ask me, going back and forth. And the Ticats would end up being victorious in this one. Some guys on the Ticats defense were really stepping up in this game. I mean, Jameer Thurman was solid. He had seven tackles. Malik Carney had five. Casey Sales with four and a sack. Trey Crawford with two sacks. Mohamed Diallo with a sack. I can keep going on and on. The defense was filled with studs all night long. And Dustin Crum gets shut down. No Crum back. We can finally stop the Crum back talk. I think that whole saying has just been way overused let's come up with some new material the crumbback era has ended at least for now who knows what this guy's gonna do he's been an excellent quarterback for the ottawa red blacks coach o spoke following the game about his team's performance oh yeah you can put you can put anybody in there but i mean that we were backed up on the goal line there and, yeah um just want to make sure that, there was possession well it's just an unfortunate an unfortunate incident right yeah. that's that's really what it was yeah. Well, I don't think all interceptions are, are equal, right? Yeah, sure, it's going to be five on the books or however many he had. You know, the one was tipped. The other one, we gave our guy an opportunity. It was a 50-50 ball, and, you know, we got to find a way to do a little bit better job. That, you know, Bo historically has done that. He gives his receivers opportunities. And that Detroit, sure, there's a couple that he would he would like to have back, but I'll tell you what I'm you know most impressed with is Bo is he, he just wants the football back. And the way that he responds to adversity is – is like a pro and that, that can't be coached into somebody you either have it or you don't so I'm, I'm, I'm ex, you know extremely pleased with the response of the sideline and Bo. Yeah you know like we're gonna play to win right and each week is gonna bring its own set of circumstances so um, yeah the play calling and the execution of it uh, you know that's just kind of how we're built and where we're at right now we, we're not gonna play tentative we're gonna we're gonna go for things. Yeah, I mean, he made a huge play, and you know, we, we're using him as our as our backup receiver, and at times a starter. That's just kind of what we're afforded there, we, even though he's suiting up as a third quarterback. So, um, carried the ball. Yeah, well. yeah, no, he carried the ball, and and he uh, see your core. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't know when your when your number is going to be called, and the fact that he made up that timely play, uh, we needed it, and found a way to get into the end zone. That was huge. It, it came down to it, and you know they had won two previous games basically in similar situations. Not necessarily the time, but last possessions type of deal. So um, yeah, extremely. I can't say enough great things. Like the D really stood up. Yeah, I mean you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to spy him every play all the time, right? So when he's out there and about, I mean he's 
he's really good at that. And they, they do a good job of giving him stuff he can handle. He always has specific instructions on what to do if he doesn't see things. And I thought we did a decent job. We, we did let the running back get out a couple times um, when they were backed up. But, you know, for the most part, you know, we found a way to win. And that's, that's the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, wow, what a, what a play. I think it was Godwin that, that forced the fumble after they intercepted it. And then we got it back, and then away we go. It's, uh, you know, I guess that's CFL football at its best. Just uh, fortunate we were on the, on the, the good side of uh, both those plays. Hey, at, the, at the end of the day, uh, we needed this win, you know. Uh, and I just, the grit, the, the, the way we stood up, you know, I just can't be, I can't be more proud. And, uh, you know, they're a good football team. They're period. You know, their record is they've earned their wins. So, um, yep, we're, you know, for itself tonight, we, we came out on top. That was Coach O following the win. A little bit of a shorter episode today as the Ticats did not practice. They gear up for this upcoming matchup with the Montreal Alouettes this Saturday night at Tim Hortons Field looking to get revenge against the team that beat them a few weeks back and a team that's coming off a victory in their last game. So the Ticats prepare for a big matchup. Make sure to tune into tomorrow's episode. I will have Coach Salon, the legend himself, to talk about what he thought about that Ticats game on Friday and what he thinks about this upcoming matchup with the Owls. That's all the time for me today. I want to thank you for listening to Ticats today. <laughs>